You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Hour number two here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, uh, coming to you from IlliniGuys.com. And we want to say thank you to everyone who uh, tunes in every week. Uh, those of you who go on our website, IlliniGuys.com, uh, you know we have got the goods when it comes to all the insider information getting ready for another big basketball weekend it's uh illinois it's only game against the indiana hoosiers this season in the regular season 11 a.m tip off saturday on espn and again as always uh, just a reminder complete pre and post game coverage on alliniguys.com but uh, fellas coming off this big win wednesday night this was a game that you know wisconsin had played very well coming in winners of nine of the last 10 uh tied with illinois atop the big 10 but this was a game that I really felt confident against. Kofi Coburn, 4-0 all-time against the Badgers. Didn't realize that until he said it on the, on the broadcast. Uh, Brad, he's never lost to Wisconsin in his career. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, I, uh, can't do much better than that. Um, but, yeah, Kofi was dominant. There's no question. They did not have a matchup for him. I got to send a shout-out to our, our Illini guy, though, Demonte Williams with a, you know, fantastic glue guy effort, you know, with seven points, eight rebounds, five assists, um, just really in guarded Davis, as we mentioned earlier, but he is just a fan, you know, he's really doing an excellent job. Uh, really, it seems locked in right now as a fifth year guy, he and Frazier, um, just leading this team, kind of willing them forward, even without Coburn or Curbelo. And now they get him back and it just makes it that much easier for those guys. Yeah, and, and Granderson was awesome. Granderson was nice to see as well. You know, he started off the game really tough, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, is he going to um is he gonna be able to do, you know, be there tonight? And he ends up with 14 points, seven rebounds, four assists. I think that's that maturity that you see um from a guy who's a little bit older. And I have to say, you know, Kofi is, is – we talk about him so much, but he was the first player in the last 10 seasons to have 35 points, more than 10 rebounds, and shoot over 80% in a game against a top 25 team. Wow. I mean, that's national player of the year stuff because he's not doing it against Rio Grande State, you know. <laughs> this is against the number one team in the Big Ten, Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, as uh, Dion Thomas talked uh, last hour talking about that, and he was saying that, look, this is an Illinois team right now that that the only team they've lost to that's not going to reach the NCAA tournament is Maryland. Um, you know, four of their five losses are quality losses, and you're going to lose to good teams. Um, but Illinois, again, coming in, uh, now they go into to Indiana as we shift gears and start to look forward now against the Hoosiers, winners of 23 of the last 26 we've talked a lot about Indiana, of course, on the show. And, and Brad, I know you were a bigger fan of Indiana than I was. I, and I, I stand corrected. I, I've got a plate of crow in the microwave in our orange room ready to eat because I didn't think Mike Woodson would make that, that big of a difference uh, in year one, but he's got the Hoosiers moving in the right direction. Yeah, they're, they're play, played well. I mean, they've got some quality wins. They're a team that's on the right side of the bubble right now. They, um, they're a team that their guard play determines how they win. Um, obviously, they have Trace Jackson Davis and, you know, Thompson at the four. Uh, love those guys up front. They got a really good front court. But when their guards play well and they knock down shots, they're, they're good. They're really hard to beat, especially at home. Now, they also have games when their guards do not knock down shots and do not um, play as well. When that happens, it really falls a lot on, you know, Jackson Davis and um, it really makes it harder for them to win. So that's been their issue with consistency is basically their guard play. And so with Illinois' defensive guards, you, you got a chance to win that game on the road if, you know, with Frazier and Williams and the way that they defend. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not much of a fan. I think they're, I think they're a solid team. I, I've not been a big uh, Trace Jackson Davis guy. And I, and I do think that if Frazier and DeMonte are able to defend as well, um, that they like they did tonight. I think that that the Illini should be able to pull out a victory in a in a brutal uh, away game because that that that's a horrible place to play. My biggest fear is you know Kofi foul trouble and and that is always you know something that you worry about when you go to Indiana. I wasn't gonna 
bust on Trace Jackson Davis. But since you went there, and it's the only time that they're going to play them, I, I again continue to be underwhelmed overall. I think he's a terrific basketball player. He's a fantastic athlete. But I'm still waiting for him to hit a jump shot. I mean, all the Indiana games and highlights I see, um, I just think he's very one-dimensional. And I don't think he's a good matchup for um, – for, I mean, I, th- I think Kofi could have another game the way we just saw him against Wisconsin. I don't know if they have anybody who could stop him. Um, and especially you get the high logo on the way you did on this one. Um, if Grandy's, if Slim is hitting three pointers again on that high low, that's where Wisconsin was confused. If you come out on, on Grandison, then you leave, you, there's no help for Kofi down low. If you double Kofi, then Grandison hits three. I mean, it's, it's kind of what we dreamed up, you know, back in, in, in August, what this team could be. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to guard Illinois when they space around shoes. Great guard talked about tonight. He said, Kofi's unique. He said he was going to tie two of his big guys together so he could match up with Kofi. <laughs> um, and then and maybe, you know, they could match up. But the, with the shooters spaced around the floor, it's really difficult to guard Kofi because you got to play him one-on-one. And there's probably only one or two teams in the country that legit can match up one-on-one and one on Melno LC next week, um, you know, in Purdue. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is, as tough as Illinois is to stop, tonight, Frazier and Plummer win a combined two for 11 from the three. So if they just come out and shoot like they normally do, um, it could be an ugly game for the, the Hoosiers. And, and we'll, you know, we'll see. You can never count a road game in the Big Ten in the W. So um, let's just see how close that the Illini can do it. But I, I'm excited about this game. I don't think Indiana matches up much better with the Illini than Wisconsin does. So we look ahead to Purdue, as, as Brad mentioned, Tuesday night. Now, that's a game, if you're confused, if you're listening, that was scheduled for next Thursday night, but the Big Ten moved it to Tuesday to accommodate Michigan and Purdue playing now for the second time in a week because, again, Michigan had that postponement because of COVID. Um, so Purdue also plays uh, this weekend as well. So both teams will be playing on uh, on two games rest. Always a tough place to play. Um, Brad, what does Illinois do differently against the Boilermakers that they didn't do in the double overtime loss uh, a couple of weeks ago? Well, I think the biggest thing is when you got to keep Kofi on the floor. He didn't play very much, and he's going to have a better game than he had the first time. The second thing is you have to find Stefanovic, and you, you can't let him go off. Because really, when when he makes threes, Purdue is really, really hard to beat because of their big guys and how good they are in the post. I mean, they had a lot of scouting reporters against Purdue the first time, letting Trevion Williams get to his uh, left shoulder, that right-handed baby hook, um, you know, and letting Stefanovic get some clean looks, balanced shooters. There's a lot of little things um, that they did against Purdue. If they don't do those defensively, they're going to have a much better chance of winning that game, and they can't have a, you know, a, a, you know, a scoreless long five-minute scoreless stretch again. I mean, that's just that's something they, and I don't think they will. They've got a little better pieces right now and playing a little better flow. So uh, that should be a fun game. Yeah, and and I'm watching the whole Big Ten now one time through. I really think you know there's there's three players that I put on a higher level: Jaden Ivey of Purdue, along with Keegan Murray and Kofi Coburn. And then I put the Johnny Davises and the Trace Jackson Davis. I put them on a lower level. I think I think Ivy's a, a really tough player, and and they're going to have to defend him. You know, the every second he's on the court, because he can get out and on the break. And the only person he reminds me of is Io when he yeah. does that with that speed. Yeah, it's a great a shorter Io. It's I, I thought the exact same thing. Um, he was outstanding. Of course, he gets the um, you know the game winning buzzer beater three. Uh, to beat Ohio State last weekend. And to mention, uh, as Brad talked about, Stefanovic was huge. Um, you know, boy, that secondary break coming down. And it's, when he puts it up, it just goes in. Um, yep. Such a tough matchup. So, again, Illinois at Indiana Saturday, at Purdue Tuesday, and then they're off until Northwestern comes in on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to take a quick time out right now. But up next, we've got the Illini gal is coming up. Adelia McKenzie joins us in a few minutes. But next up, though, it is Kendrick Prince. Coming off his horse, riding in side saddle with some recruiting news. He's going to lasso it up for you. This is the Sports Spectacular. We are the Illini Guys. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF on-call urgent care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. 
Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays. Or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Here he comes. Yep, we had the storm this week, but you know what? No snow, no rain, no sleep, nothing stopping Kedrick Prince and his trusty horse from lassoing up some recruiting news. That's right. It's Kedrick Prince, the director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com, and here he is, lassoing up some recruiting roundup. Mr. Ked, what's going on? Big week this week uh, in football. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk about my horse. I have to put some four-wheel drive tires on my horse to get through so I can make it in the snow this week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, from a football standpoint, uh, the football coaches are hot. I know a lot of fans are into these, to the stars and these four- and five-star recruits. But what I'm noticing with this football staff, they're going out and they're using their eyes. They're looking at talent. They're looking at speed, size, and development. You know, they had two guys that uh, they visited last week. Uh, one kid, name was Xavier Scott. Um, he's a six-foot athlete from Palm Beach Garden, Florida. Uh, another kid's name is Navian Cargill, who's a 6'6 tight end. Um, and to me, from what I've seen just with them, and, I, you know, I've had a chance to interview both of these kids, that they didn't have a lot of offers. But both of these kids talked about what Illinois coaches bring, you know, what they said to them. They like their speed, you know, they like their size, they like their techniques, and they didn't care about what other coaches saw. They saw development, and they saw talent with some of these kids. So, and if you look at it, just, and they're recruiting all over the country and also the state of Illinois very, very well. I'm just really interested to see what this is going to be like three or four years down the road. Um, and because this is going to be Bingham's future, you know, because now he has his own, he'll have his first class in and he's working on 23 and 24. So I'm just really curious to see how this is going to pan out with his own players because a lot of kids have left, but they want athlete, athletes. They want to be bigger, stronger, and faster. Well, speaking of, you know, uh, bigger athletes who are pretty good speed, et cetera, it sounds like um, there's a really nice seven footer that the Illini basketball team is working on. What can you tell us about this individual kid? Well, there's a lot of talk out there about him. I would talk about his basketball skills, and I'll leave the other part to, to my friend Bradley there. Um, Illinois is going to be looking for another big guy. Even though Dane Danger's there, you know, we don't know what Kofi he's going to do next year. But at some point, even if he does come back, you're going to have to replace him and start teaching another guy to fit your system. And um, Adrien Deongi, I believe, it's hard to pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher it. He's a seven-foot kid, um, seven-six um, wingspan, and you know, he's out of uh, he plays for Arizona Prep. And I had a really good conversation with him, and Coach Chester Frazier is recruiting him. He's very, very intrigued with Illinois. Um, Illinois has a lot to sell because when they recruit a kid, they can say, look how many times we get the ball to Kofi, or look what Io did, or look what Trent's doing. And that's what they're selling this kid on. They're selling him on him being a guy that could come in and get some playing time with Dane Danger. So, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be some competition, um, but there's some work that he needs to do to get taken to if he's even going to be able to get into college right away. I think that the the biggest problem is going to be, you know, he, he's been at multiple high schools. Um, now he's at, you know, Compass Prep, but he's been and he seems to be doing well there, but it's been at multiple high schools. You know, you got to round up transcripts at different schools and different. And some of them may not be available. It's just a anytime you get a kid who's been at all these different schools, there's always these question marks over you know where it's going to be. And then you wonder like, this is a kid who has so much um, upside, though. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how just how talented he actually is because he they look at him and say, oh, he's just a you know seven foot tall skinny kid. 
This is a kid who can run, he can jump, he can block shots. He's got a lot of potential. And he's a he's you know, he's probably closer to about 205, what I was told. Um, so you're you know, 210 maybe. So you get him in the weight program, he's 215, 220, and, and he can be really good um even early on in his career, even though you know, people oftentimes look at they just see a number and they make a prediction, and that's not true. But yeah, the biggest problem is gonna hurdle for him, I think, is clearing out the clearinghouse and see how that goes. You know how tough it is at Illinois to um, to get kids into school. So I know that transcript thing is going to be an issue. But, again, he'd be a nice, nice addition to have to bring in because, you know, Illinois fans are used to having that, that dominant big guy. It'd be nice to continue that trait. You know, Brad, I had one question. Uh, Ked talked about how Io developed so much and what that's meant to his professional career. Um, the reputation Frazier has for defense, is that resonating with the NBA folks, especially with his increased scoring this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's definitely happening. Um, you know, I was just talking to Brad Underwood, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and it was, that was one of the things that he's getting calls about. Because uh, – and also, you, you know, you look at um, – you look at the the program as a whole and you see this guy, you know, like IO doing well defensively, it resonates with NBA guys. They're like, Hey, this guy knows how to play coming out of this program and we don't have to spend our time babysitting, teaching me how to do it. Good. Yeah. That, that, that seems like a real selling point for the Illini program. If Frazier does well. And I love the, you get the ESPN games and there's IO talking about that. He's still getting coached by Underwood as Underwood is leading his team to an upset of a ranked team. That's awesome stuff. Hey, Kendrick Prince, as always, it's uh, always good. Hey, stick around for a minute. Since uh, the horse is get, you know, getting the tires put on, uh, we got Adelia McKenzie coming up next. So stick around and talk with her. You've got time. Get you some coffee. You good for that? Oh, of course. Oh, most definitely. I'm excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> All right. Kendrick's already out the door getting coffee, but he's going to stick around, and so should you as well. We've got Adelia McKenzie coming up, the Illini gal. And we'll see what she's up to, uh, part of this uh, Fighting Illini women's basketball team. We'll talk with her a bit later on. We'll talk uh, my new favorite commercial on TV, and I want to see if it's yours as well. This is the Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com growing your family opening your own business retiring to travel leaving your legacy at Busey bank we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work UC bank building business Growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Glad you're with us here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We're powered by IlliniGuys.com. You can check us out. A free seven day free trial. Come in. At, it's like a test driving like a Tesla, like for a week, you know, you get in and kind of play around a little bit and then you're not going to want to give us up. And uh, it's really just really literally almost pennies a day to join and be on the inside insider um, of a lot of sports. We've got the insiders with us. Of course, Brad Sturdy, Kedrick Prince is staying. He's uh, telling the horse uh, he gave the horse some oats. And so he's going to stay outside right now while we keep going here. Uh, along with Mike Kegley and here with the Illini gal, she's back in the house, Adelia McKenzie. Um, hey, you, you, you look great and you're under the weather last week, but, uh, but welcome back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. absolutely. Now, you know, we, we, we have to ask you because we, we, you had probably the story of the year, the story, the story of the sports spectacular history that you told us two weeks ago. So we have to ask and practice this week. Are you wearing your deodorant? Yes, I am. 
actually, um, I had COVID, but the day I got to come back, I forgot again. So I had <laughs> someone go grab me something and I put it on during the drill. <laughs> during a drill? <laughs> yeah, but it was like, oh, it was a workout. So it was just me and the other players who had COVID working out. We've seen this from the the men's program too, and now you guys with the COVID pause. And what's it like um, when you don't get that consistency with your workouts, and you can't get a full team at a practice and things like that? What's it been like as you've gone through this a couple of times this year? Well, when I was able to practice still, and my other teammates were out, it was kind of hard because we only had six people, and it's just not the same. My practice not the same energy but when I had COVID and still not sucked like just sitting in the house all day I miss I never missed the gym that much before how uh how easy was it you know after having COVID um was it pretty quick return to back to intense workouts when you were you know doing those drills you know regardless of the deodorant um <laughs> you know was it, how was it to get back out and work out again it was good. Um, the first workout, the first few practices as well, we had to wear a mask still until we tested negative. So that was kind of hard going up and down with the mask. But I'm negative now, so I'm back to, like, the normal flow and normal breathing. Good. Well, hey, a quick question for you. You know, I, I want to change gears here real quick. You know, I watched you play a lot in high school, and now you're playing in the Big Ten. And one of the things I thought that you had the advantage over a lot of girls was how strong you are. How much of an adjustment has it really been for you? Because it seemed like there was a stretch, there was a stretch of games where it became easy for you. And then I think, you know, you were the top of people's scouting report, and it changed a little bit. Can you address that with us a little bit and tell us how much of an adjustment it is from you know, you obviously were really good. You missed basketball for Minnesota, but the adjustment to playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, for high school, it was easy to get to the basket and just bully my way in. But being in the Big Ten, it has showed me that I just can't bully my way in. Like, I have to make more moves or have more control and be more patient with my drives and just know when to take the lane. Talking with the day. Have the coach, I'm sorry, Larry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Have the coaches kind of helped you with that? Or just a quick follow-up. I mean, are they working with you with that part of your game to adjust to it? Yeah, they are. They push me to continue to drive to the basket, but also just making the right read when I do. And during my workouts, I work on getting into the basket and working on my pull-ups. But mainly just also adjusting to the defense if they play off me, if they play too much on me. Talking with Adelia McKenzie, member of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team. And we earlier talked about we're so excited. She's the Illini gal. She joins us every week, but talking some basketball. What's it like right now? And and Brad kind of mentioned in terms of you're down to the final month and 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 you're trying to now get into a rhythm. Um, has there been a, a a coach or a player that maybe went through COVID before that helped you? Um, in terms of your conditioning, get back into playing shape and getting back on the court? Yeah. Um, the other players also, like, just help more with, like, encouragement and just, like, you'll get used to it. But also, like, our strength coach, Kylie Fletcher, she's the greatest to me. So, like, doing individual workouts with her and just staying in shape with her helps. For those of you who don't know, that is we always talk about Adam Fletcher, the men's strength and conditioning coach. That's his wife, who's also the women's basketball strength and conditioning coach, who is fantastic as well. Um, so we always give you know Mr. Fletch a lot of uh, uh, pubs. So we got to give her a little bit too. So I did. I got a kid was talking about going to the basket. You get to the basket in in the men's game. They go up and dunk it, and I, you haven't dunked yet. But I want to know. Give me the layup package. What's the best move you got when you're trying to finish inside at the rim over the six five six six girl? Uh, I would say my favorite is the Euro step. Usually when posts step up, 
they don't really move. They just step up and put their hands up or try to block it. So just doing that yourself, that one, two, and just go right around them. That's my favorite. Yep. Yep. You even had it. You had it. She, she's giving us the movement there. It's the radio. I'm telling you, she had the movement. And, and for fans who are um, just listening to this on the radio, you're not having to watch Brad do a little uh, Eurostep dance. And be thankful this is not on television. Hey, I got to – I have. I was doing the Eurostep before it was legal. So it went, when I played, it wasn't legal. You couldn't do it. It was traveling. Yeah, well, when I played, they didn't even have a three-point line. You tell that to your kids, and they're like, seriously, there was no three-point line, and you just have to go like uh, can you imagine here's Adalia a, trying to play basketball a, with wait, no three-point line? Hang on, hang on. It didn't matter to Mike. He couldn't shoot a three if it, it wouldn't matter. The it only one I could what? shoot was the baseline three. Oh. I could shoot the baseline three. Couldn't okay. shoot any of the other ones. He could shoot it. Trust me, he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like Brad and Mike need a one-on-one so we can see these skills. Yeah, you know, that would be an incredible oh. game. It would be quickness on quickness. Um, half time of a game. Half time of a game. one on one, baby. Can you can you see the fans all asleep as nobody's scoring because we're winded? <laughs> I, I could score once. I could score once, and then I'd have to take oxygen. But after that, <laughs> but up to that point, I could score one time. Adelia making um, the call. That's right. That's right. That's that's how you settle it, Adelia. See, I like the way you think. Are you gonna referee? You got a referee then, right? Yeah. Remember, I'll, no timeouts, no bit. breaks. Uh, Mike. I'll slip you a 20. Foul on Mike. I'll, I'll get <laughs> you a cassette of pizza sh- uh, shipped down from Minneapolis. He can have his 20. Uh-oh. We'll get you some good pizza. Oh, oh my. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adelia McKenzie uh, joining us here on the Sports Spectacular. Always great to have the Illini gal right here uh, on the line. Hey, good luck against uh, – the Badgers this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. And uh, we're that deal. Don't forget. So that's right. So <laughs> <laughs> we love our Illini gal, Delia McKenzie uh, here on the Sports Spectacular. Stay with us. Much more to come uh, right up here next. This is the Illini guys Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini guys radio network. Now let's get back to the studio. Don't forget that IO jersey, those uh, guys with the original retro brand, going to give that away. Make sure you send an email to info at IlliniGuys.com and it just put retro brand in the subject and we'll pick that winner and announce it next week uh, on the show. Very cool of them to do that, talking uh, name, image, likeness. Hey, we've got Matt Stevens on the line. He's the Illini Guys uh, football uh, writer and analyst. And um, earlier this week, we had uh, the, the, the second signing day, though, Matt, this was Kind of a little anticlimactic after uh, the day on uh, December, but it's a chance for Brett Bielema to kind of close out um, this class of 2022 and then move toward August. Yeah, it was it was it's kind of the Matthew Bailey and the transfers we already knew about day, which <laughs> for the for the um, you know less informed, um, you know, Ked gets to pump the heck out of his Quad Cities kid, um, and I think Matthew Bailey is actually a really good late pickup, and it's. It's interesting that, you know, the, the February signing day has made these kind of kids late pickups, but um, I think he'll be a good player. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's it's more or less the first time that Bielema has been able to talk about T-Raw Edwards and, more importantly, Tommy DeVito. And, uh, you know, his, his thoughts on how he kind of envisions this program building from a numbers standpoint, and that's kind of what we got out of the Wednesday presser more than anything. Brad, I know you were watching uh, pretty closely as well uh, on Wednesday. Um, um, you know, I, it's funny that Brett seemed really energized, um, you know, for, to have only, as Matt mentioned, just a couple of guys to talk about, um, kind of ready to kind of get going and get these guys in and, and, and again, work towards season number two. Yeah, you know, it's really one thing that really stands out is the number of kids they've got to come in early. So I think he's excited about this group. You know, I was transfers, obviously – uh, DeVito is probably going to be the starting quarterback in the fall. Um, and, and Edwards is going to be in the rotation on the line. So you talk about those guys, but I think he's excited. That he's got like what nine or 10 high school kids who are um, on campus early. Plus you throw in the, that you brought in 11 guys from the state of Illinois on scholarship. And the other part that I really like is that they've added the, the more preferred walk-ons 
And they've got a nice walk-on program, which is something that, you know, places like Iowa and Wisconsin have done. And I think it's going to pay off down the road with some of these guys they're getting right now. That's interesting. So, you know, we're, it's hard to believe we're in February. I mean, literally, you know, preseason camp is now six months away. I mean, we're, we're at that point already, Matt, how does, and I'll put you in the spot here. How does season two um, spring camp uh, preseason camp, how does this differ from year one for Brett Bielema in, in Champaign? There is a foundational piece that was the 2021 season that Brett Bielema didn't have when he, when he had to go through the spring um, a year ago. And I, and I think that they're, that that's so key. And I know that you're, you're going to try to implement a new quarterback in Tommy DeVito and all those things, but Brett had to answer a whole lot of questions last spring that I don't think he has to answer this year. I think he has a good idea of what foundational pieces he has, what he has coming back. And I think they're, I think, Sturdy hit it best for me is that there's there's 10 to 11 kids on campus right now that are going to be available for that spring ball as incoming freshmen. I think Brett's really excited about building that through, um, you know, through a year that I, I think Brett Bielema thinks that this year is pretty pivotal. And I, I think that he, he, he built the foundation in 2021 and he'd like to see some carryover now, now that everybody understands what the expectations are. Um, he's getting good reports out of the winter program, winter conditioning program with tank. Um, and I think you're seeing, you're going to see some results in the spring that they're, they're going to be a lot more prepared to, to, to start that fall camp in August, I believe, because of the fact that they feel like they're so further ahead than they, than they were last spring, this spring. And I, I think that that's just because they have in place what they want to do on offense, what they have, what they want to do on defense. And Oh, by the way, from a, continuity standpoint they brought almost everybody back from the coaching staff all but one tony peterson and brett and barry lunny have we've talked about before have such a great connection that that you you figure that that's just going to be you know a, a day one type of thing that they know what they're going to get um in day one of spring so you've got a, you've got a lot to be excited about if you're brett bielema and when what you're building in year two based off of what you did in year one yeah exciting times and as you guys uh matt you and brad and kedrick and and, and even Mike, I know, watches this pretty closely as well. I've talked about, again, change of culture. You brought in a lot of kids from winning programs who know how to win, and now you have some veterans who also tasted wins and, and expected, not just uh, it's not a thing to celebrate. It's, it's your job, what you're supposed to do. Hey, we'll leave it there. Matt Stevens, the Illini guys, football writer and analyst. Great stuff, as always, on the website. We'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Matt Stevens joining us here again. Catch his stuff on IlliniGuys.com. Back with much more coming up. We're going to talk, um, well, again, my favorite commercial. We'll talk about that, but also as well, um, basketball programs. The one that Mike Kegley says is in trouble. It's coming up next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Hard to believe that March Madness is just over a month away. You can smell the excitement in the air. The Illini guys, we're here. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Mike, in the break, you were talking about in terms of, um, um, you know, some blue bloods that that may not be as blue here um, in, in the coming years, starting with North Carolina. Yeah, right now, you know, new, new coach Hubert Davis. Things aren't going the way that uh, uh, they want them to go. You've got one player leaving the team, a lot of rumors of players who are thinking of transferring because of the transfer portal. And, you know, it goes back to my memory of when I was a kid, when, you know, when John Wooden, the legendary coach left UCLA, they were never able to really recapture that magic. They certainly have come up and then gone back down. Uh, so I wonder if between North Carolina changing coaches and then next year, John Shire is going to take over for Coach K. I think, you know, again, I'm not saying that they're going to stumble, but their opportunity is there. And for a coach like Brad Underwood, who's building a program and, and stuff, 
you know, there, this may be an opportunity for Illinois to elevate that they haven't had for uh, quite some time. And we've got the staff to maybe capitalize on it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I you know, you wonder, you wonder how it's going to turn out. I, you know, Shire's obviously recruited really well. Duke's recruiting really well, really well for their 22 classes. Yep. Ridiculous. But, but, you know, you, you got to do it on the court. And, you know, we've seen a lot of kids who, you know, a lot of, a lot of these young kids, you know, Kentucky's had some struggles at t- different times when they've had a lot of freshmen playing. So there's no guarantees. I think you're right. I think North Carolina, um, I think they've been really uh, underwhelming this year. Um, so, be interesting to see where that goes. I, I think that they can get back, um, but they're going to have to recruit some really impact guys, and uh, and I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to watch over the next few years. I think Illinois is in a really good position, uh, both now and in the future. So yeah, I, I would agree. And again, as we talked before about just the um, how right now. Um, in the last year and a half, two years, two and a half years, this program has dominated um, the Big Ten in terms of um, just sheer wins and losses, and we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. I'm going to save my, my Duke comments for another week. I'm going to hold off on that just for time's sake because <laughs> it's a pretty big soapbox. I'm going to hold off, and, uh, and I'll get them more time because uh, I do want to stick with North Carolina in terms of um, you know what a colossal error this, this really could be when you talk about um, the issues we're hearing about Dawson Garcia, the transfer from Marquette. Uh, clearing his locker uh, end of last year. It was Walker Kessler walking away, the five-star center, like the 15th best player in the country coming out of high school, um, leaving the program, and, and they tried to get him back, and he said, no thanks. And he was just was, you know, was sold a bill of goods, kind of like Garcia, and, uh, and they didn't, didn't uh, follow through. Speaking of Kessler uh, and his current team, Auburn, um, you know, I, I'm not a guy to say I told you so, but back in August, I kept saying, why are they ranked 24th, and yet, Teams that completely missed the tournament, like Duke and Kentucky, in the top ten. This team is really good, and and they have been um, just impressive. I mean, you know, Kessler was two blocks away from a triple double the other night, as they just you know they bombed Alabama. Um, Eighteen straight wins going into the weekend. That's the nation's best. Is this team as good as as what they as they look, Brad? They're very good. Uh, they have a they have a star, a couple of star players. Um, and, and I know Illinois fans, you know, don't like him, but Bruce Pearl could coach. Yeah. Um, this is one of the, he's one of the best coaches in the country. Um, he's done it wherever he's been. So I, I think he can coach, he can recruit, and he's, uh, you know, kind of, they're going to be good. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see them in Kentucky. Kentucky's playing really well right now. A couple of SEC teams. I want to see how they, they fare, you know, against each other. Um, but I, I think that'll be fun. Um, I think Kentucky is one of those teams. I think Auburn is one of those teams, you know, you know, they're that they can win a national title. I think Illinois is one of those teams too. When you look at that short list of teams who go in, there's a lot of teams who can pull an upset. There's only so many teams who win six in a row. And those are teams that that can win six in a row. You know, I think Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona are all also teams that can do that. And there's a, there's a list of 10 to 12 probably, but yeah, it, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun tournament. I think it's pretty wide open. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to think back, and I, I don't have the greatest memory, but I don't remember a year that it's been this wide open. And there's a lot of good teams too. You know, it's not like it's there's a it's a bunch of mediocrity, but but there are several teams that I think can go out and win it, just like you said, Brad. Which means when you're watching that tournament, it's going to be even crazier than we've seen in the past. And and to be honest, I don't want to wish the season away. But I, I do think this may be one of the greatest NCAA tournaments of all time, just because you really can't predict this at all. Well, and I think that most of the time, and you know, I get nerdy in bracketology and my dirty dozen, which those of you in the radio don't know what the dirty dozen is, we'll we'll discuss. Just put that the way back of your head. We'll come back to that in later weeks to get a little closer. It's a little zany and take some time to explain, but it's worth hearing. Um, I think that usually when you look at the bracket, you look at the top two lines, are those contenders? And then it's kind of everyone else. And to your point, I think this is a year where really you could go three or even four lines deep where you're going to have a team on the four line that, and, and right now Illinois could be that team, uh, although they shouldn't be, but I think right now they may be like a four seed. That's the kind of team you look at this and say, no, they have a legitimate shot to, to, to go all the way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think Illinois probably, you know, with the Wisconsin win, you know, they win a couple more. They're they're probably gonna slide up. They might take a 
big jump, yeah. uh, maybe a three-two, three or two line even. Um, so they win the next uh, couple against Indiana and Purdue. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see who you know how that plays out. You're going to want to miss certain matchups. I, I think matchups are going to tell this tale. You know, team Illinois struggles with certain teams, and, and I think that if they get matched up against one of those teams, it could be a problem. But at the same time, there's going to have some matchups. There are teams like oh, Wisconsin, I don't think, matches up well with Illinois. So you get a team like that, I think Illinois is going to have a huge advantage. So I th- matchups are going to dictate a lot of what happens in the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, and it was funny. If you remember watching Andy Katz after the game uh, Wednesday night, he was talking – he did the break the fourth wall, and he said – People ranking the, you know, the NCAA tournament, please remember that Illinois needs to be rated based on the actual team when it's complete, not the losses that happened with all these different people gone. So you can see that the, that the media is starting to understand a little bit about what the Illini bring to the table. And, and I got to be honest, I'm not certain if the people at the Big Ten Network really expected Illinois to win by the margin they did. And if you take away, you know, six, seven, eight free throws that were, you know, kind of given, you know, for to, to Mr. Davis, um, that game wasn't that close. And if Illinois would have made their free throws. So I, I think they, they played with a dominance that maybe kind of shocked the uh, broadcast media a little bit. No question um, about that. And, and that's one thing. There, there are only a handful of college basketball pundits who really, really study the game. Uh, and Andy Katz is one of them. Not because he says something positive Illinois, but he's somebody that, again, when he was saying that, I thought, yeah, exactly. And you could insert any name. If he, he could have said Michigan, if Michigan was having the kind of season Illinois was having, and I would have said, you're out. You're exactly right. There's no question about that. So a good conversation. We're back to wrap up the show in just a moment. And I'll talk about my new favorite commercial. That's next. You're tuned in to the sports spectacular on the Illini guys radio network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. This is David Williams, a leading receiver from the University of Illinois, here on Illini Guy on Sports Spectacular. Go Illini. Okay, back here to finish things up. Now, a couple times here during the show, uh, fellas, I've talked about my favorite commercial. Have you seen it's a it's it's a Chevy Silverado commercial, and and it's got the I can't think it's he has a unique last name, the actor. Uh, he's also in the Spectrum commercials as well, but he's hilarious. But he's got a cat. That thinks he's a dog. And so in the first commercial, it's been running for a couple of months now. I mean, they go out fishing and he throws a you know stick in the lake and the cat goes out and gets it. Well, this one, the cat takes it even further. I mean, he he chases the mailman who's coming down the drive, deliver a package and he hikes his leg up at a fire hydrant outside a store. I mean, have you guys it's, it's have you guys seen this? It's hysterical. I, I have I only watched it because you told me to watch it. So yes, it is really funny. So so I did get that the heads up. You gave me the heads up, or, or else I wouldn't know. But yes, very hilarious. I, I think these are we're in that era, that week, uh, the couple weeks leading up to super, the Super Bowl. We're going to see a lot of these great commercials. I, I I always look forward to this time of year. Yeah, and it seems like it's been a long time since the we've seen some consistently humorous commercials. So I'm all for some funny Super Bowl commercials. I, I do miss the era when you would actually watch some of the commercials and, and laugh, you know, even if it's something as idiotic as the, the, the frogs or, 
you know, Johnny, I love you or, or those type of things. So it would, it's nice to see some humor. So I'm kind of hoping they've got a new one to unveil uh, in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's Jason Bateman's in one for the electric car. That one's funny. We've already seen that one. Love the yeah. AT&T with Demi Moore and, uh, and Mila, Mila Kunis, is that her name? The uh, Ashton Kusher's ex-wife and current wife. Um, yep. That's hysterical. Yeah, I, man, that's that Ashton's got some real cojones when you want to let the ex-wife and the current wife get together. But, you know, poor guy. He's had a rough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen, if they get along, great. More, more power to them. Speaking of uh, Super Bowl commercials, we've got the Super Bowl itself coming up uh, in L.A. and that palace out there, SoFi Stadium, that Rams second team in a row to actually host a Super Bowl, play on their own. A field that we've never seen that in the first 50 years of the game. Uh, Rams and Bengals, who do you guys like? I like the Rams. I, I although I, you know, you kind of everybody seems like Joe Burrow, and he's he's great for the game. He can you kind of do something, he can do something never been done before if the Bengals win. But I just think I, I think Matthew Stafford, I think the Rams are older. I think they've they've got more veteran some experience. They got so many playmakers, you know, with Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup, and I just really like them to uh, to win this game, and and I think it's going to be a really fun game, though. I think it's going to be a good game, come down to the wire. Yeah, I, I I'm hesitant on the Rams mainly because Stafford. I don't trust him down the stretch, and he he seems to have a little bit of uh, uh, issues with his arm. He's not throwing. You know, a couple passes came up short. Um, Burrow is, I'm trying to think of a guy, you know, there's only like seven guys who've made it to the Super Bowl in their first two years, but I don't know that anybody's ever done it after a catastrophic knee injury, mm. you know, in your first year. Um, I keep thinking, is this our first appearance of seeing him? Because you have to think that the Bengals are going to start drafting offensive linemen because he, he got sacked 51 times this year and, and was the, the most sacked quarterback in the league. What are they going to look like if they actually protect him some? Yeah. And wasn't it the nine sacks and the upset went over the Titans yeah. in the first game? Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll go Bengals just with the defense. They just keep finding ways to win and they shouldn't be here. <laughs> so I, I guess I'll just be different, but we have, we'll talk more about that again next week as well. Uh, speaking of NFL, a lot of reports this week about, um, you know, obviously the, Brian Flores lawsuit. We don't have enough time to get into that, of course, but it's going to be around a while. Um, but how about Flores and then even Hugh Jackson accusing NFL owners of paying them to tank games? This has a, a real serious effect on, on, I mean, the NFL needs to investigate this and get a handle on this. Well, it, it finally makes sense <laughs> by the way some of these teams play. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they look so bad. You almost like, are they trying to lose? Well, evidently the answer is yes. So uh, that, that's where we're at. But I, I do think they may have to go to a model more like the, uh, you know, like they have in the NBA where now it's, a, you know, they have the lottery and you, you to get the top, you know, just different things like that uh, to take away the, the option of tanking. So it, it's going to be interesting to follow. The NFL's got some uh, bad off the field PR coming up right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, this is, this is game threatening though, you know, because they, you can't lose, the gamblers to where you think that the, the, you know, your, your sport isn't legitimate, that somebody's not trying to win. And, and, and that's really, you know, when you go back to the, to the black Sox, the reason those guys got hammered so hard by the commissioner was literally professional wrestling before it became a carnival show was a real sport until one of their champions got hurt. And then he got caught betting hundreds of thousands of dollars on the guy who beat him. And, and so NFL does not want to go that way. So they need to protect the integrity of the game because this could be a, a huge blow because that's what keeps it popular is people bet on the NFL. There's one thing you can't do in the NFL. You cannot gamble. Ask Michael Vick. That's the reason why Michael Vick. The- I'm talking about the fans who pay the bills, Larry. That if, if they think that a team's tanking, yeah. I mean, you know, people stop betting on the NFL and, and that can that can devastate a sport. Yeah. I mean, well, what, just yeah, no, I'm 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 agreeing with you. I mean, and I'm saying with the Michael Vick situation, there's a reason you yeah you, there are guys who killed people who returned to the NFL easier than Michael Vick did. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not here to debate his crime or who's worse and not saying any of that, but, and we can discuss another time, but, but yeah, I mean, Michael Vick, there's a reason why what he went to jail for was cruelty to animals because he knew if it was gambling or racketeering it's in any part of that, he would never play in the NFL again. Um, hey, we got about 30 seconds left. Brad, I know you want to talk uh, major league baseball lockout. Um, they're going to start canceling games pretty soon, right? Yeah. Spring training is, looks like it's going to be delayed. It's, it's just time to, these guys got to get it over. And I don't know which side's right. I can't tell you that it's the players, the owners, whatever it is. But we've just gone through a pandemic and you've had limited fans and you had a season that was delayed and shortened. And it's time to just get to the table and figure it out and get it done. Uh, we got billionaires fight millionaires and nobody's winning right now. The only thing losing is the game of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. We will leave it at that. And uh, well, I think we should probably talk more about that next week because uh, we are in February. It should be spring training month. But as you mentioned, probably not going to happen. Another uh, very, very action packed sports spectacular has passed us by. Thanks again to Dion Thomas being a part of the fray. Uh, the original retro brand guys, don't forget to come on board and um, and get in your uh, uh, your 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 chance to win that aisle jersey info at IlliniGuys.com and just put retro brand in the um, uh, right there in the uh, in the subject line and Brad and I can't win that one either you can't win sorry no. yeah. glad they were on uh, appreciate it again uh, Demonte Williams and Adelia McKenzie listen again it's uh, Illinois Indiana complete pregame and postgame coverage on IlliniGuys.com for everyone here thanks so much for listening we'll see you right back here next week go Illini ILL This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.